here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. A Merry Christmas, folks. It's Justin Barclay in for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck Program. And we've talked about problems. We can talk about those until we're blue in the face. It's like, you know, never a dull moment around these parts. I always say drinking from a fire hose. That's what I equate it to. We always have one crisis after the next, but let's talk solutions. What can we do, in fact, after so many are depressed after the midterm elections in a lot of ways? What can we do? We'll go talk with some folks who are making a difference, get the blueprint, and tell you how you can make a difference, too, no matter where you are after this on the Glenn Beck Program. I know, it's easy to kind of feel hopeless, especially when you look at the state of things. When you look at Washington, D.C., what's happening there on a daily basis, what's continuing to happen there. Following the latest on this uh, omnibus, we'll talk more about that. If anything passes, uh, comes up and hits, uh, we'll get into that. But, you know, we we watch the things that happen, maybe even at your state cap. I'm in Michigan, and it feels like all hope is lost. But it's not. It's Justin Barkley broadcasting from News Radio Wood 1300 to 106.9 FM in Grand Rapids here in West Michigan. We're awaiting that blizzard, the snowfall, but we're also awaiting some good news. In fact, I thought maybe we'd bring you some, some solutions. You know, Glenn often talks about the answer. Well, you know, what is what is the answer? He often talks about how you and I can make a difference in our own local, you know, our own backyards, our own local elections, our own local situations, municipalities, wherever it might be, townships, wherever you might be. All too often we look kind of to far off places for the answer, but maybe it's a lot closer than, than what we imagine. I was, I was in a small group of people with, I don't know if I want to admit to this on the air here, but our General Michael Flynn talk about something a couple of weeks ago. And uh, and he he was asked a question by somebody about uh, folks who say, you know, we need to follow, you know, let, trust the plan that there's, you know, there's a plan, trust the plan, we can sit back, eat our popcorn, trust the plan. And I heard him say some things that I thought were particularly inspiring. Now, they were also very realistic and... Uh, might have been a like a punch in the gut to a few people. If you're one of the folks who've been sitting back and thinking, I got my popcorn, I'm going to sit on the couch here and watch. I'm going to trust the plan. Flynn said there is no plan. <laughs> At least he was pretty adamant about this. There's no plan. There is there at least not in the sense that you might think that there is something happening behind the scenes and that something is in motion to save the. He said not not in the way that you think. You are the plan. God has a plan, and He works through us to make that happen. Each one of us is called to do our own. That doesn't matter. You might have completely different calling from what I have. You know, I, I, I 
get to talk to you on the radio. Get to come on like Glenn. His calling is simple. He gets to talk to you every day on the radio. And share these stories. Share the truth. Share some hope. Share some solutions. Your calling might be a little bit different. Maybe it's to step up and go to school board meetings. Maybe it's to step up and run for school board. Who knows? But there is, if you're waiting for a savior, folks, that's not coming. Not in the sense, anyway, that I think that some may be waiting for. We don't need a superhero. That's another question we had over the last week. So we don't need a superhero. We need to stand up and become. Become those people. I want to talk to some people. Uh, matter of fact, one who, who did just that in an election that was, well, a midterm election that was uh, filled with all kinds of chaos and it's outcomes that we didn't want and I think expect. His name is Joe Moss. He's part of a group called Ottawa Impact out of Ottawa County here in West Michigan, where I'm at. And not so much to talk about West Michigan or Michigan, but really to, more to give you a blueprint that's that, that could work in every state. Tell you, he's just one. He's just one of the many people, I'm sure, throughout the country that are doing different things. And, and you may even have similar plans that you're following that you'd like to share with, with us as well. But he had some big success, the folks that gathered around that organized with this group called Ottawa Impact. I want to share a little bit about what that was and see if we can you know, share the recipe for folks all across the country and take this nation back. Joe, appreciate you being here with us. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for having me. So uh, don't trust the plan. You are the plan. And I guess you kind of understand this because you have seen it up close and personal. Let's talk about what Ottawa Impact is and what you guys accomplished because you're a small group of ragtag folks who got together during the 2020 nonsense and said, you know, I don't like what's happening in our schools. And particularly one of the issues that you guys saw was a masking surrounding masking and what the, the uh, county health department was uh, making your kids do. In fact, coming into a private school um, where you were at and saying, well, these, these kids, even in a private school, had to follow these rules that they had self-implemented, uh, and you stood up to this. In fact, thousands, lots of folks there in Ottawa County, parents stood up and said, I'm not, enough is enough. I'm going to take a stand here. Am I right? Is that how uh, this Ottawa impact came together? Yes, you are right, Justin. Uh, Ottawa County is you know, a conservative stronghold or considered one. It's, it's very red. And you know, 2020, the government response to, to COVID-19 you know, saw in our county some pretty harsh treatment and disregard for parental rights. And, and yes, it did lead to uh, the county threatening a local uh, private classical Christian school uh, several times, and then they actually shut it down. It's incredible. A private yeah, so the Christian school, they came and said, you, you, your kids have to wear masks too. And that's just, not just public schools. Right. And right. You, th you thought you probably had a lot of these parents thought, well, they might kind of be insulated from some of the nonsense, but it, it came looking for them too. It, it did. And it, and it continued. And, and the short version, you know, we, we got into the next school year going into the next school year and, and, uh, Ottawa Impact, having already started and had been advocating for freedom and for family, 
And we heard we're going into the next school year. Mask free should be much more normal. 2021. And then a few days before school started, the local health department issued another mask order uh, for <laughs> yeah. little kids. Yeah, I remember this. And and you guys decided to step up and and uh, and fight back. And I remember a thousand or more people coming to a, a, a county commission meeting. Uh, they decided, look, no more. We're going to make sure that we fight back here. I want to give people the blueprint because. It started with, with really, I think, um, humble beginnings. But what it's what it's moved into has been folks who have come together in a movement to take back control of the county commission, the board of commissioners, but also win some big school board races. And these little things that you know, I think a lot of things we just sort of wrote off back in the day. We thought, you know, we got to focus on uh, these big Congress, and of course president governor things like that but these races in our own small local areas they tend to have more impact than who's in the white house your own backyard yes. joe want to yes, give that blueprint to folks if we can we come back got to take a quick break here but if you would kind of let people behind the curtain and show like share what you did because there i know there are going to be people listening this could have a major impact and um and help shift things across the country. We'll share some of that. We're talking to Joe Moss with Ottawa Impact. Coming up in just moments, Justin Barkley and for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck Program. Talking solutions, Justin Barkley in for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck Program. And we're talking to one individual who was at the head, sort of the head, the tip of the spear in this movement ottawa county michigan it's uh, it's a movement that ended up uh, basically flipping uh commissioners now these were these were folks who'd been on the board for years republicans they primarily threw them out and they nearly swept the entire ottawa county board of commissioners in west michigan uh, also had some success in school board races joe moss joins us right now with ottawa impact joe want to talk about the secret sauce what happened and what did you guys see? What's the blueprint? What can people know and, and use to organize effectively moving forward and have an impact even in their local situation? Like a state where, where Michigan at the state level things are lost, yet you can still make an impact at home. Right. Well, people say all politics is local and it is mm -hmm. true. And there's been a lack of engagement uh, around the state, around the country in local politics and everybody focused on the top. Well, that's not, that's not healthy. We know civic engagement from the ground up is critical to preserving you know, a healthy moral society and to preserving freedom. So as we were advocating in 2020 and 2021, we realized very quickly that our local leaders were not listening to the people. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you have a thousand people show up at a, a county committee, you know, a, uh, a county board meeting, when typically there's, you know, five or 10 people max there and then they don't listen you know that's that's a problem so we identified the need uh first and that need was new leaders for liberty and so we began to organize around that and the team of debt i mean we have a team of amazing volunteers and they got together um, with various backgrounds various specialties from 
marketing to branding and technology and messaging and all kinds of things like that. And it, and we built an organization uh, and Ottawa impact, you know, began to, uh, you know, find and vet candidates against a very specific pro-freedom, pro-America, pro-parental rights standard. Um, we, we ended up publishing all of our uh, documents online at ottawaimpact.com. It has, you know, our position statement, our contracts for school board members and, and county commissioners. And then we went out and proactively searched for candidates and let me, let me up, uh, before, before you start yeah. talking about the candidates, what was in the contract? Because this is important. Principles, things that people, you know, vow that they are not going to move from, that they cannot be shaken from. This contract was a big deal. Right. Right. It is. That was our focus and still is because the people who were elected uh, will be seated in January. And we wanted to focus on, you know, recognizing the important principles that our nation was founded on, like limited government and individual responsibility. And we took some of those overarching principles and then we drafted a contract. Uh, and it's not long. It's, Give me an example. What, what, what were some of those? What were, what were the most important things? So number one is promote and protect liberty and freedom uh, by valuing the people above, you know, above all else, above any other interests. Uh, Another one would be governed with the least force and least authority required, you know, to allow people to live their lives and exercise uh, their God-given rights. This sounds like common sense to me, and yet we're so far removed from it these days. Yes. What else was up yes. there? Uh, we have promote due process uh, and defend the moral responsibility of parents um, to maintain the control and care uh, of the upbringing of their children, you know, basically parental rights. So when you went out looking for people who might fit this bill, and of course they, they're going to be the ones that are going to have to sign on to this contract and say, yeah, I agree with this and I will not waver. How did you go find these people? And, and, and did some of them find you? How did that process work? Was seems to me like there might've been a little bit of a divine uh, intervention there as well. Oh, oh, absolutely. Uh, one of my one of my favorite quotes is all the affairs of men are sovereignly interrelated. Um, I mean, definitely there's there's uh, God working in this process. Um, one of the advantages that we had was we were being active. You know, we were we were organizing a year ahead of when we needed to take political action. And, you know, we, we know unified political action is important. And so, you know, working in unity is when you have, you know, that's a, the ultimate competitive advantage. So we went out and proactively searched for people in the districts that we wanted to run in. And we looked for normal, everyday, average Americans, people who love their country, who love their county, who love the people who are, you know, who they would be representing and, uh, would sign the contract uh, to uphold those, you know, founding principles. So if you had advice to somebody who's listening and they're feeling a little hopeless, they're feeling helpless because they're kind of seeing the way the, the way things are, the state of the world, but yet 
you know, they're hearing your story and they kind of say, okay, there might be opportunity where I'm at. Maybe I can take back my school board. Maybe I can take back my county commission board. Whatever it might be. Um, they're homeowners association. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, hey, some of those are, are uh, even worse than anything you see in Washington, D.C., trust me. So, but let me ask you, what what would you recommend, what would you suggest, what what could you say to inspire and maybe encourage these folks? Uh, well, there's, there's quite a bit. I mean, there's, the people are the answer. Uh, Ottawa Impact would not exist if the people of Ottawa County hadn't stepped up. I mean, we, we ended up in the last two years, you know, sending over a million emails. Our average donation was only a hundred dollars. I mean, we, we are not some, you know, dark money funded organization. We are a movement of the people and it's, it's local, it's locally focused as it should be. And so, you know, one helpful thing I could say is, you know, there are many, uh, (laughs) you mentioned common sense, you know, reasoned and rational, reasonable people in our communities. You know, I'd, I'd say that's the majority. You know, it's m- many people still have that common sense and they may need someone to step up in their local community and start speaking the truth and start promoting freedom, family, and American values. Mm. So it, it really starts with having a conversations. It starts with sharing what you're learning, sharing the stories that you won't hear anywhere else. Having the courage, Mike Lindell brought that up earlier in the program, but having the courage, taking the courage, pray for that, not only in yourself, but in the elected officials and others, the people that are organizing together and making sure that you take those steps because faith without feet really doesn't do much. We have to give our faith feet. We have to give it action. Uh, where can folks follow you and maybe reach out? And I, I know you're you're quite busy because congratulations, you're about to to uh, to, uh, to to begin your uh, your your uh, tenure as a, as an elected official there in Ottawa County on the board of commissioners. But where can folks reach out to you and find out more? So it, you could look out at ottawaimpact.com uh, and and sign up for the newsletter or, or you know follow us there. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, very happy to continue serving the people of Ottawa County. Joe Moss, Ottawa Impact. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for staying in the fight. Thank you for your courage. All right, folks, we continue. Coming up next, we'll talk about some of these crazy words they just don't want you to say again anymore. Stanford Banning Work Program. an email from john appreciate that by the way you can reach out send me a message justin barclay b-a-r-c-l-a-y.com there's a place there on the website just hit let's connect and of course a place to connect with me all over and social media everywhere justin barclay.com and also send me a message john says has the definition of treason changed good morning just wondering if the definition of treason has changed i know the bar is pretty high to convict for treason but the terms of what qualifies as treason, have not. I've seen some decisions by this administration border on this, and why have these questionable actions and policies been looked at in light of treason? Just wondering, asking for a friend. 
<laughs> we you be careful we use that word. John, you got to be just one man for the record. John used it, not me. <laughs> you got to be careful to use that word, John, because I mean, it depends on who you're talking to. The definition of words and everything is changing nowadays. And yes, if we don't even know what a woman is, how can we know something like treason is? Speaking of words, I want to talk about that coming up here in a second. Stanford, there's got a whole list of words they don't want you to use. A whole list of words they say we should just not, we, we shouldn't be using these anymore. And well, I just want to make sure that we're all dotting our I's, crossing our T's, all of that, uh, and, and make sure that we're politically correct here before we get on. And make sure that you're following along and have all the information you need. But first, speaking of what he just mentioned, and of course the FBI literally coming out and calling people conspiracy theorists, for believing what Elon Musk is releasing from Twitter. And their very own FBI agents said in emails that, yes, they were working behind the scenes to censor folks. You're a dangerous disinformation, blathering conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat-wearing loon, if you believe any of it. But uh, Senator Josh Hawley begs to differ. In fact, he's calling into question what's happening at the FBI. And he says something that I think it shouldn't be taken lightly. Take a listen to this. To me, which of course I didn't watch. I was on an airplane. I haven't watched a minute. Talking about January 6th committee there. That uh, was a state propaganda to cover for the fact and distract attention from the fact what we learned and have been learning is that the FBI deliberately interfered in not one but two separate presidential elections. And, um, you know, the idea that the FBI, who laundered the Steele dossier back in 2016 through the courts, lied to a FISA court in order to extend their wiretaps that they never should have gotten in the first place, then in 2020, deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden story. Remember, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop for a full year before the story broke. They knew all about it. They had all the emails, knew it was true, and yet put out there that it was Russian disinformation. I mean, and we see now with Twitter. I mean, went after Twitter until Twitter agreed to censor it. And now you're a conspiracy theorist if you, if you believe any of this. Is what they're saying. Twitter was the most aggressive in doing so. That's unbelievable stuff. There have got to be repercussions for that, or, or we're not going to have it tomorrow. Why has no one gone to jail regarding all this? I don't oh. know, but somebody should go to jail for it. Great question for the reporter. I think that's OAN. And uh, we're going to have to have, clearly, a, a conversation about the future of the FBI. Wow. And what it's doing in our, in our democracy. Uh, because that kind of power, the kind of power that they have is immense. And if they're going to use it in this way, mm. um, then I have to say I think our constitutional order is not secure. And Wow. I think Mr. McCarthy is talking about something like a church-style committee. Uh, that would be a good a good start. A church-style commission would be unnecessary. How do you clean this up? Because people are easy to do. The, the reporter asks, well, how come people haven't gone to jail? Who's going to be putting these people in jail? <laughs> I mean, is Biden's DOJ going to go after this, these, these folks? No, they're signing off on all of it. They want all of it. Who's going to take? That's a great question. Who's going to really take action? I, I don't know that it's going to happen now. Will there be oversight? I'd love to see it. I'll wait and see. I guess that's part of it. Wait and see. Wait and see. Love to see it. But gosh, I mean, you know, there are well-intended, very good people inside the halls of the FBI that are that are probably just as fed up as you and I are watching this. Maybe it's some of those folks who will be standing up and and, and lead the charge. I I don't know, but we're going to have to, the folks are going to have to have courage in order to do so.
Senator Josh Hawley saying the FBI deliberately interfered in not one but two separate presidential elections. There have got to be repercussions for that. That's Senator Josh Hawley. I agree. There ought to be some repercussions for that. Now, in the day and age, we can't even decide, you know, what a woman is, what words mean anymore. I mean, this list of words from Sanford. I mean, how do you... <laughs> how do you figure out, get to the bottom of the truth of anything? See, truth doesn't move. The truth is rock. It is foundation, and it never changes. Why is it so important? Because if you've got a constantly ever-shifting truth, your truth, my truth... You know, nothing ever makes sense. And that's part of the shifting and changing of the definitions. You build your house on sand, it's not going to end well. Stanford University proposing adding the term American to a blacklist. They don't want you to say American anymore. Folks, I this was it is laughable. And if things weren't so serious, you probably could laugh. It's more more crying at this point. But the list is crazy. American? Now, you may have heard some of these. American? They don't want you to say it's harmful to say American. It's harmful to say American. They don't want to use that word anymore. Wouldn't want people to get offended. Stanford University targeting a label as part of its Orwellian elimination of harmful language initiative that seeks to police language by memory holding certain words and phrases. Now, some of these are going to be words that these wackos... On the left, the woke wackos, the woke-a-doodles, some of these folks have come up with themselves. Instead of the words American, the university wants people to use the word or the term U.S. citizen. U.S. You're not American. You're a U.S. citizen. And you probably can figure out why. I'm sure it has nothing to do with thousands that are pouring across the border every single second. They have eight categories of language policing. They are ableist, ageism, culturally appropriative, gender-based, imprecise language, institutionalized racism, person first, and violent. These are the eight categories. They have newspeak suggestions for every offensive word and phrase they can think of in those categories. It's literally 1984. Come to life with Stanford setting itself up as the Think police. Don't say American, say U.S. citizen. Don't say immigrant. Instead, folks, you want to remind yourself and those at your Christmas gatherings to say person who immigrated. Don't say immigrant, say person who immigrated. Why, why, why does that make any difference? Um, and avoid he and she unless you know the individual's preferred pronouns. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't make this, you can't make this up. Other suggestions Stanford makes for word replacements are inst uh, instead of handicap, parking, addict, and Karen, they need to change these all to different words. Accessible parking person with a substance abuse disorder and demanding or entitled white woman. But 
Well, we could use that rice, but we can't use... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And how do you know that Karen identifies as a woman? Isn't that a little bit... I just think maybe a little assumptive in itself, huh? You can't say Karen anymore. That, that now, now, there are a lot of reasons why you probably shouldn't say Karen. There are really good Karens out there who, who have been... I, they, I, I feel like they've been a little bit disparaged by this use of the word Karen. And most Karens I meet, a lot of them are, are actually folks on the left. You remember that one in um, Karen? It was in, the, in Central Park. She called because a black man was in Central Park, and she ended up being very progressive, or regressive, I guess is the right word for it. Very, she's leftist. Yeah, very progressive. That's, she had to call 911 because there's a black man in Central Park, and she, she didn't feel like he should have been there or something, something along those lines. That story. Turns out that some of these folks who end up pointing the finger, you know, like like you probably heard this, point the finger, you've got three pointing back at you. These folks that are pointing the finger end up, they have pointing more fingers back at them. So just a couple of the things on this whole list is very long to go through. I don't want to go through all of it. I just want to make sure, and I'll put a link. I put a link of this up on my website. I usually put the, the the things that we talked about in something called the stack at JustinBarkley.com. But this story, theblaze.com. If you get a chance, make sure the Christmas. You know, the news does not start stop for any holiday, and it certainly doesn't stop for Christmas, especially these days. Used to be everything kind of just calmed down for the holidays, and we talk about nice stories about. You know, uh, what the word of the year was or what they're banning or whatever else. But, you know, we got this omnibus bill out there. You got Zelensky coming. You got the FBI and Twitter. You've got the Cary Lake trial in Arizona. All these different things that we've covered today and many other things that are happening as we speak being exposed online, theblaze.com, 24-7. You can catch up with all of it. So make sure you do that. Back next to wrap things up, Justin Barkley and for Glenn Beck today on the Glenn Beck Program. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. I guess I spoke too soon. Uh, Justin Barkley in for Glenn today on, on the, on the Glenn Beck program. I, I was just talking about these stories and the one out of Stanford that has everybody renaming, you know, words that you can't use. Now you should use different words. Well, it turns out, as I mentioned, the blaze, I want to take one quick look, make sure I wasn't missing anything. And I was here. It is the blaze.com Marine Corps considers replacing sir and ma'am with gender-neutral terms to eliminate, quote, the possibility of misgendering drill instructors. You have got to be kidding me. China and Russia absolutely laughing at this. And how many of you Marines? And you went through. Can you even imagine that something like this would even be topic of conversation? A new lengthy academic report from the University of Pittsburgh. It's usually where all this stuff comes from. It's universities. I think that's our first 
That's our first acknowledgement here. Right? You, know, you, you see something coming out of university, you might just well file that in, in, in the file 13th. Right in, the, right in the trash. Burn it. They are now advising the Marine Corps to consider dropping gender-specific salutations such as sir and ma'am. Replace them with gender-neutral uh, identifiers to eliminate the possibility of misgendering drill instructors. As if this is a big problem. As if this is a real big issue in the Marine Corps. As if a drill instructor even cares. Their one job is to train these Marines to be able to be ready to go out and keep themselves alive and the, and those around them. They got bigger fish to fry than, than whether they're being misgendered. Marine Corps leaders are reportedly not convinced that transitioning to gender-neutral salutations would be as simple as a 739-page report suggests. The University of Pittsburgh received $2 million. They got $2 million to do the study! $2 million! That just takes us back to the $1.7 trillion in the omnibus. $1.7 trillion. A report commissioned in 2020, published in 2022. They get $2 million two years to do this argues the military services have already largely stopped using gendered identifiers for training staff. The Army, Navy, Coast Guard effectively de-emphasized gender in an integrated environment. The report claimed instead of saying ma'am or sir recruits in these services refer to their drill instructors using their ranks or roles. Oh, so there you go, folks. That is, you know, that's the well, that's the latest. Don't let Stuff like this gets you down. Sometimes it's so, you know, it's, some of these things are so wild. You find yourself laughing. And I think that's a great way to handle it. Another great way for us to handle, and I think for these conversations to take place, is to have the courage. Talk about what you can do, where you might step up in any situation. Each one of us, I believe, has a calling to do different things. We have gifts. We have abilities, we have God-given talents. Our experiences lead to that a lot as, as well. What is it that, that you're called to do? You might ask that question and then have the courage, pray that you might have the courage to step out and do it. It might just be to talk about these things. It might just be to have conversations with people. It might be to go to school board meetings, town hall, whatever it might be. It might even be to run for specific offices, but don't give up. The fight continues, folks. Have a little more hope, a little more courage. Know that God is still on the throne. This battle isn't ours alone. Wishing you the best. Love to connect with you. Let's stay in touch. Go to justinbarclay.com to keep in touch with me. B-A-R-C-L-A-Y.com. Various ways to do that. All of them at justinbarclay.com. Back tomorrow and for Glenn Beck. It is one of my absolute honors to be here with you this Christmas season and share it with this audience. It is the best in the business. God bless. This is the Glenn Beck Program.